It would be the constant act of catching and torturing dogs that would grant Gerald the infamous nickname, Dog Boy. Dubbed the Miracle Baby, Jarrell Bettis was born on July 23, 1953 in Quitman, Arkansas to two loving parents, Floyd and Aline. This would come after years of failed attempts to conceive a child. He would be their only child, and they would come to spoil him with everything he could ever need and more. Jarrell was the center of their universe. Whatever he wanted, he got so long as it was within their capabilities. So much did they make him the center of the universe that Jarrell grew up believing just that. In the Bettis household, it was he who ran the show and no one else. What Floyd and Aline hadn't realized was that there had been signs, lots of them. Jarrell would not only be the center of their world, but he would also be their nightmare. Welcome back to Icker Inc., where we dredge the depths of the horrific and hilarious in all their gore and glory. I am, as always, Micah. I'm Chelsea. And today we are hopping on over to give Arkansas a visit on a terrifying legend inspired by true events. If you've heard about this story, let us know in the comments. If you learned anything new, let us know that too. So sit back, relax, hit that thumbs up. We are just two nerdy authors who love telling stories and this is Icker Inc. What's Beautiful. up, girl? What's up? Uh, nothing much. I mean, it's Tuesday. It's going to be like 50 degrees here, which is right? a barn burner after the last few weeks. So, oh, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, we got uh, 60 degrees. Wow. Like either today or tomorrow. That which is, is summer weather here. Yeah, which is crazy. So Yeah, I'm pulling yeah. t-shirt shorts. I mean, oh, yeah, I will. Yeah. Speaking about t-shirts, uh, I'm repping. Can, can we see that in the... Uh... Yeah, can we bring that up? Oh, middle-aged and yep. creeped. <gasps> yep, rocking the uh, rocking the Mako Boys t-shirt. They just sent that to me, so thank you. Shout out to uh, Mako Podcast. Absolutely beautiful. Yep, it is beautiful. They are beautiful human beings. Uh, wonderful podcast. So if you guys get a chance, go check them out. Mako, I don't know how you'd probably just search Mako Podcast. It's middle-aged yeah. and creeped out podcast. They're awesome dudes. If you like Supernatural, if you like Spooky, if you like really pleasant dudes just having a lot of fun, it's a great podcast, so check it out. Yeah, they are super, super supportive and nice as well. Oh, by the way, before we start, let me just point out, everyone, this is why you don't wash a beard. If you wash a beard, you you get rid of all the oils, and then it just starts poofing out and going you know, out of control, and you've got an out-of-control beard for like two days. So... Look, I don't care what anybody tells you. If you talk to the real beard bros, you never wash your beard. The oils are good for it. The oils are good for your skin and it keeps it weighted down and it keeps it under control. Don't wash your beard. Every once in a while, everyone does it because you start feeling like, you know, your beard's dirty. You find you find pieces of, you know, black beans or something in there that you've eaten like three weeks ago still in there. 
Well, we've heard it all here. Now you, uh, now you know. There's your, there's your PSA for the day. <laughs> Thank you, Micah. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. They nicknamed him Gerald, although it is unclear why. For consistency, we will refer to him as such moving forward. When Gerald was young, he took an immediate pleasure to torturing animals. His parents chose to ignore the bizarre and deranged behavior of their beloved son, but the neighbors did not. From cats to roadkill to rats and even dogs, Gerald performed horrifying experiments on these animals. The neighbors demanded that Floyd and Aline get their son help because this was not normal behavior. No child should be finding fun in torturing and killing animals. But the parents refused. It would be the constant act of catching and torturing dogs that would grant Gerald the infamous nickname, Dog Boy. Boys will be boys was the excuse used by the parents when Gerald's behavior escalated. Excuses were made and nothing was ever done to address the abnormal behavior of what Floyd and Aline once called their miracle baby. As Gerald grew older, his parents became more reliant on him to take care of them. It should come to no surprise that Gerald turned his twisted behavior onto his own ailing parents. Oh, snap. That took a turn already. Oh, my goodness. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Icker and ink. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Let, let, yeah, let's get this. Holy crap. Although what may shock some of you is that reports state his abusive behavior toward his parents began as early as middle school. As it goes, he would continue his experiments on animals, but started locking his own parents upstairs. Gerald would control how much food they had, manipulate them, and control every waking part of their life. Reports state that police and the fire department were dispatched around the same time after Gerald allegedly tried to force his father out the second story window. <laughs> Get that I, I don't know why. Head. I don't know why the, uh, this is obviously tragic and sad. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. It's uh, it's not funny. It's tragic. It's terrible. Floyd clung to the ledge, body frail, until rescue arrived to help him down. Although it would be 1981 when Floyd would die in what many still consider unclear circumstances. Hmm. Some say he died after a prolonged battle with pneumonia. But others claim it was from a broken neck sustained when Gerald pushed him down the stairs. It would only be a year later that his mother would be treated for a broken hip that was believed to be inflicted by her own son. A nurse witnessed Gerald's abusive behavior and reported a lean to adult protective services. It would be in 1984 when the police finally arrested Gerald for the abuse of his mother, as well as the growing and distribution of the devil's lettuce. But the devil's up- lettuce. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. I was waiting lettuce. for you to say something. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what in the world? <laughs> I could have used the proper term, but that was so boring. That's hol- I have never heard it called the devil's lettuce. I have <laughs> no. never heard it called the devil's lettuce. That is hilarious. Oh, God. That you is are so welcome. funny. You wow. are welcome. I literally put that in there, and I was like, I wonder if Micah's going to notice. Yeah, I was I was going to stay stoic and just let you continue the story, but I was just like, what the, what the <laughs> f- devil's lettuce? Oh, that's my funny. God. That's, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But leading up to that, Gerald would go on to torture and kill more animals, even building an add-on house to store more animals. Mysteriously, he would only die four years later, on May 18, 1988, while incarcerated. While reports stated it was from a drug overdose, many think other means were the cause. 
Interesting. Okay, so when I first read that we were doing the Dog Boy, obviously being a Urban Legends dude, mm-hmm. I have heard of you know many stories of the Dog Boy and Dog Boys around uh, around the states and and beyond. But I didn't know that I've never heard the story. I didn't yes. know that this this Dog Boy, uh, not because he looked or behaved like a dog, but that he tortured dogs. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. Thought, yeah, yeah I, I don't like this dude. He's uh he's not a pleasant he's not a pleasant person. I do still think it's hilarious that he pushed his dad out the window. I don't know why that's <laughs> funny. It's really funny to me. Uh, you know, I, I think it may be because like I have a strong dad, and like the idea, the, the idea of me pushing him out, or you know, the idea of like my kids when they get older trying to push me out a window. It's just funny to me. I don't know why I laughed, but. Uh, that's funny. Uh, also, okay. I hate I hate when parents are ignorant to their to their children. Oh behavior. my gosh, I know. I can't stand it. Uh, you know, I understand that. Look, I have three kids. Those kids are my world. But if they if they misbehave or if they or worse, you know, they need to be called on and they need to be uh, they need to be dealt with. You cannot turn a blind eye to some some of these behaviors, especially when it gets as far as uh, as far as this this kid's behaviors went. At such a young age, I yeah. mean, you have neighbors coming forward saying, "Hey, right. by the way, not right. cool." I also know that there's probably a huge protective mechanism because he was considered their miracle baby. Correct. Right. So right. there was sure. a huge attachment to wanting to right. protect and see him in the best light possible because yeah. this was their miracle child. Sure. Nothing could go wrong with him. Right. Uh, and yeah. it sounds like maybe they had him later in life when they were already starting to become frail, yeah. become older. <sighs> it's, it's a tough situation. That's really, you it know, really it's really is. sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we understand the history here about Gerald. He was a nasty brat with sadistic behavior that went unchecked for his entire life. But this wouldn't be on our podcast if it ended there. The story is just beginning. Ask anyone in that neighborhood if Gerald is still around, and they will tell you emphatically, yes. The Weaver family took over the house after the passing of Gerald's mother, but it would be short-lived. They claimed that there was a large and ominous figure with glowing eyes that hung about, constantly watching them. Later, when a medium was brought in, she said that the entity was confirmed to be Gerald and that he demanded they leave the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're getting 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 down and dirty now. <laughs> Let's see what's up. The family also claimed with documentation that a stack of pennies floated down the stairs only to be dropped at the witness's feet. There was also a loud crash heard by a workman who went to investigate and found that all of his 2x4s had been moved. But that was only the beginning. Toilets in the house have a tendency of flushing by themselves. The weavers would often hear things falling upstairs, but when they would go up there to see what had fallen, they couldn't find anything out of place. Items around the house would disappear with no explanation. A recliner in the living room would open by itself. Animals even refused to enter the house, no matter how much their owners tried to coax them to come inside. You know, a lot of this stuff can be explained. You know, the, the flushing toilets by themselves, even the stuff falling around upstairs, the recliner, you know, popping open by itself. But when you put it all together, you know, when it all comes together mm-hmm. and then you have the animals, you know, that won't go inside. You have the medium that sensed the uh, the presence. Yeah, I think we're getting I think we're getting into a little bit of a little bit of paranormal activity here. Just a teensy bit. Just just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> 
The Weavers and their friends say they have felt watched inside the house. A man was seen wearing a brown jacket and bow tie walking down the main hallway before disappearing in front of their guests' eyes. A cold draft is felt throughout the house even on hot summer days, and footsteps can be heard throughout the house. Doors will also slam shut by themselves. A face can be seen staring out of one of the upstairs windows occasionally, with some believing they've caught this face in photos. Camera equipment fails often inside the house but will resume working normally once off the property. Guests report feeling an overwhelming sense of sadness in the upstairs part of the house. In 2007, Ed, a construction worker, would come to the home to work on it and said several unexplainable events happened to him. He said, I'm a rational person. I don't believe in the paranormal. But since I've been working on that place, I feel very uncomfortable, like someone is watching me. When he went into the add-on house, he claimed to have seen the spirit of Gerald glaring at him before he walked right by him and disappeared into the wall. As Ed put it, Sometimes I hear something slam or someone walking across the floor, but I can't see anything. They let me know they're there. Upon investigation, there were significant spikes of electromagnetic frequencies. Major cold spikes of 10 to 15 degree differences were reported, along with anomalies caught on camera. The paranormal research team all stated to feel watched and uncomfortable. Since then, the house has been sold several times. Most interesting is the listing history between 2012 and 2014, which lends credibility to the claims of a hostile presence residing inside the home. New owners have since purchased the home but declined to comment on any activity. Others believe that Gerald got exactly what he wanted after all this time. So we're definitely we're definitely thinking that Gerald is haunting this home. It's interesting that he died in prison. But his mm-hmm. spirit found its way back here. I definitely think that has to do with the intense emotional trauma that's tied to that house. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if his parents' spirits are there too. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, whenever something happens, you know, you would want to place blame or point the finger at Gerald. But we have to remember that those parents went through a nightmare at at that property. And not only just a nightmare, you know, it's terrible when tragic things happen and bad Mm -hmm. things happen to people, but it's tenfold when those things are because of a loved one. Yeah. You know, so I would, I would not be surprised at all if all three spirits still roam that house. Mm -hmm. Just, just my thought, just my thought. And that does it for this chapter of Icker and Ink. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to the channel if you want more content like this. Hit the bell to be notified when new content drops, which is at least twice a week. Do you have a suggestion or a creepy story for us to investigate and share? Email us at ickerandinkpodcast at gmail.com and remember to tell us if you want your name mentioned or if you would like to remain anonymous. Shout out to Michelle Piper at mpiper underscore rights on Instagram. She is supporting us financially and receiving all kinds of goodies as our way of saying thank you. She is one of us and you could be too. Merch is a thing. Patreon is a thing. If you want to support us financially, go check those out. They're in the show notes. We truly thank you all for joining us each and every week. Please subscribe. Leave a review if you're listening. Reviews help bring in other members to the cult. Until next time, I have been Chelsea. I've been Micah. Together, we have been Icker and Ink, and you have been a Barutiful audience. Good night.